Hello and welcome back to the Our Flag Means What Again podcast. Cast where I explain, analyze, and critique HBO Max's new hit show, Our Flag Means Death, created by David Jenkins. My name is Courtney, and in this episode, I'll be discussing yet another one of my top five episodes and the second to last episode titled Act of Grace, aka the episode where we win, but we also lose. We mostly lose, but we win, but mostly lose. Anyway, getting into it. The interviews, oh my goodness. The way this episode starts off with the interviews, <laughs> I can't. Very unserious show. Um, my favorite interviews are definitely Frenchie and the Swedes, but Black Pete's is a close second because he said, I didn't even know piracy was happening. Like, that's what's happening on here? I did not know that. What? Usually I would say, oh, he switches up so quick, but he's so real for that because I'm not going down with the rest of you. I love you, but not that much. One day, the angel he is, he's like, oh, you know, the captain, he's not guilty. He's not really that much of a threat. Y'all don't need to be doing that much. This is treating this like a job interview. Like, if you're going down, then I need to get me a job. And you know what? I can't even be mad at him for that. Good for him. We get the title sequence, which is just the flag on the deck and has our flag means death on it with the boots stomping around. That's the least, I don't want to say it's the least unique or special or eye-catching but it is not in a nasty way though i like that it's simple because they're like we know what you came here for you know last episode ended on a cliffhanger so let's get right into it good for them title sequence and little tiny theme song of theirs is over we get steed he's now being interviewed and he's seeing ghost again because guilt is crazy like got him by the throat like it's really bad for him he's seeing which twin is it is it chauncey no it's nigel is it Nigel? It's one. It's the one with hair. There we go. Um, <laughs> he's seeing the one with hair, but it's actually the bald one. Chauncey, there we go. Chauncey is the bald one, so he's seeing Nigel. And he's freaking out. He's like, oh my god, no, 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 no. But it's a hallucination. Really, Chauncey. And he's like, my brother's dead, you know. I know you killed him. And he's like, no, that's not me, no way very bad liar for effort though tells him that he hasn't seen nigel in a minute but chauncey's like i know you're lying because the witnesses told me that he was on here he's like oh damn and aboard deck the crew is there sitting waiting for steed to be executed or arrested and lucius and black pete are so cute like i would never have thought that they were gonna be that cute but here they are being so cute this is holding his stomach and pete's like oh what's wrong upset tummy they're so adorable i love them so much it's like nah they're looking for steed's journal and french is like oh nothing you can do about that now you know he's done for but he tells him he has steed's journal and he's like you gotta get rid of that babe and he's like i know that babe so cute anyway french is like yo i was made for this kind of espionage you know need is for y'all to give me a distraction and i knew it then i'm like he's gonna drop that book so quick like i love frenchie i love frenchie down you know besties He's my second, no, nah, he's my favorite character tied with Ed, but he was definitely not made for espionage. And that's okay because he's a singer, songwriter, you know, he's multi-talented, can't all be good at everything. And that's okay. Roach decides to be the one to do the distraction. He slaps one of the racist officers in the face and Frenchie, the way he hypes himself up to do the run and then he just falls on his face. <laughs> Why do comedians even bother anymore? I don't know. You'll never top that. Tried though. And that's what's important, you know. But one of the officers obviously sees this and he's like, damn, what's this? 
and Frenchie tells him it's fan fiction. I love this show. It is so unserious because what do you mean it's fan fiction? The way that they combine modern things like fan fiction and Ed talking about, oh, they're going to leave a bad review into the time period they're in. I know there's a word for it, but I do not remember it. I know it starts with an A and it ends with a kism. I'm not going to look it up right now because that's too much work. Because if I look it up, I'll get distracted. I'm doing right now. I'm like way off topic. Okay, back to it. Yeah, he's like, it's my fan fiction. And he's like, you write fan fiction about your captain. He's like, yeah, you know, can't stop imagining him in a bunch of scenarios. I'll fake. And the dude's reading it. He's like, damn, which part are you on? Because like, you know, I want some feedback. And the dude's not believing it, obviously. He's like, get back. And Frenchie, he ain't a fighter. And that's okay because he's a survivor. He's like, yeah, of course that's the kind of tactics you need and that's the kind of tactics he uses in the next episode not to get too much into the next episode but yeah that's the smart thing to do jim not ask the man that doesn't look like he wants to be trifled with right now what's up with his face anyway i'll talk about that in the next episode we're on this episode now i'm so sorry scene we get is chauncey reading the journal which is all completely fake the way they describe the events i'm like wow steed had lucius gassing him up lying in this journal am i surprised uh no episode one steed and episode nine steed are different kind of the same but different you know episode one steed was very much giving white man midlife crisis derogatory you know but episode nine steed more like you know on the edge of a gay awakening had a gay awakening but didn't realize it and is a little less condescending not by a lot by like point 25 percent that's nasty let me give him more let me say 35 percent i'll give him a whole 35 percent but yeah chauncey is reading his journal and he's like P -p -p please don't kill me i'm like why did he have to read it like that like you did not have to read it like that i cackled i did steed's freaking out like damn you know they got me i'm gonna be arrested but nope chauncey tells him blackbeard confessed to the crime i said what it's really bad for him like you've known this man for two to three months and you're already like ready to die for him over crimes you didn't commit ah, i i don't want to say too much i will say much on that because it's my podcast and i have to talk about this show and i want you to do better because your track history from what we know so far it ain't looking good it's two white men already negative 10 points that really aren't that great both douchebags in their own way Calico Jack is more like trash douchebag, but Steed is more like, I don't want to say high class douchebag because like he is only high class in his outfits, but he be nasty a lot of the times. I was about to say sometimes. No, not sometimes. A lot of the times. Like he gets gutter, but his gutter is passive aggressive gutter. Still gutter, but yeah, not great. I was side eyeing him like, ed please do better next scene we get is ed confessing to the crime he's like yep i killed him you know and chance is like okay what did he look like and he's like all of you you all look the same yeah yeah white people do look the same he's so real they said we got three jokes in one white people look the same they're all wearing the same damn uniform and they're identical twins that's comedy that's comedy i don't like giving white men their props but david jenkins did his thing on that one yeah should have gotten an Emmy, but we digress. And Chance is like, okay, well, where'd you stab him? He's like, everywhere. Like, I don't keep track of this sort of thing. I'm a life is cheap kind of guy. And let me just get into the cinematography, all that, you know, I'm getting to my 
film major. I'm not a film major, but I'm getting to my film major. Um, what is that called? Not an era. Oh my goodness. This is the school system. It failed me. Alter? No, it is not alter girl. Think. Oh my goodness. Persona. Persona. Oh my God. That should not have taken me that long. Like, oh my God. Anyway, read a book. Like I need to read more. Off topic. The way it cuts back to Steed saying, no, that's not true. After he says his life is cheap kind of guy. Uh, yeah, I need all you directors, producers, writers, all of y'all people, actors to take notes because the way I, I'm going to, I need to calm down first before I get into this because like, wow, he's saying, no, that's not true to one, the most obvious one, him killing damn girl, name, 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 Nigel. There we go. It's not my fault. Those white men look alike. Yes, I know they're the same. He's saying, yeah, no, that's not true. He did not kill him. But underneath that, he's saying, no, that's not true. He's not a life is cheap kind of guy, you know, because that's his man. And he knows his man. His man is very full of life and hot. That's me getting into it. Let me stop before I do a whole segment of me thirsting over him. God, that man is fine. I'm so sorry. On the costuming and wig department, like, why would y'all make him that fine? That's actually on you. I'm thanking you, but if you didn't want me to thirst over him, shouldn't have made him that fine. Like, Taika's already fine on his own, don't get me wrong. But, I don't know, the long hair and the beard, yeah, that does it for me. Yeah. Off topic again. I need to cut this out. I probably won't, though. Yeah, the writing in this episode, the writing in all the episodes is amazing. But the writing in this episode specifically, yeah, I could write think pieces, essays about it. And I hate writing essays about stuff I don't like, do like this. So, you know, I could write at least a five-page essay, at least. Nasty, bald man is like, why would he lie? You know, you're just a pathetic, spoiled, rich boy. And of course, that triggers Steed back into the same damn flashback we've been getting since episode one. Not to be nasty, but like, switch it up a little bit. Only time we got some spice to it was the arranged marriage and him getting rocks thrown at him as a child. Yeah, but no, let me not be nasty because that just stuck with him. That's why. Anyway, Steve's thinking of this and it gets him all sad and stuff. He's like, no, I killed him. You know, I jammed the sword through his head. He's still traumatized from that because he's seeing it. And he's like, I killed him. Which, no, he really didn't. It was an accident. Like, you hit him on the head with that thing and he fell on his sword. Would that count as manslaughter? I think that would count as manslaughter because it was accidental. But yeah, he was a racist. So I don't really care. No one was going to miss him. Not even his own brother, I think. And he did, though, because he was doing all this for his brother. So I guess they were close. I don't know. I don't care. I'm getting off topic again. Anyway, Steed is bawling his eyes out. Poor, poor, sad man. And the nasty twin, bald, is like, there, there, baby bonnet. Nasty man, nasty individual, sick. Tells him to sign the confession, which Steed does. And he's like, yep, there, there, baby bonnet, feels better. Next scene we get, they shooting at bean bags or coffee bags. It's not bean bags. What is it? It's bags of sand, I think, is the point. They're shooting at bags and they're filled with something. And Steve's like, oh, damn. Like, yeah, you didn't think that through. You're going to get executed. Please be smart. They're doing like their own Judge Judy. That was nasty to Judge Judy. In a mock trial. But for them, it's a real trial because, you know, they're the government and all that. And the crew's there. Izzy's there because, uh, of course, he is. We can never have a moment of peace. If you have a moment of peace, just know Izzy around the corner about to fuck it up. Just fuck it up. Just ruin it. Ruining it. Chance is like, order 
ordering the court or whatever. It's not a damn court. Y'all are on a boat. Please be serious for a second. And Steed are on trial. And Ed is getting convicted first. He's like, Edward Teach or Blackbeard. And Ed's like, you don't got to put a gap in it. Like, it's one word. Just put it together. The unserious man. But that's why I love him. He's just like me. He said, one thing about me, I'm going to use humor to cope. And you know what? Good for him. Good for him. It makes him hotter. <laughs> it really do. I'm sorry. I can't not talk about how fine he is. Chauncey lists all his crimes, which is just general piracy, and tells him that he's going to be put down. And Ed's like, yeah, that makes sense. But he tells him, you are actually not going to be put down because you'll be released into the custody of a friend of the royalty. Or is it majesty he uses? I don't know. It's one of them. But a friend of the crown. There we go. A friend of the crown. And guess who the friend of the crown is? He said, Izzy Hands. Y'all don't see how that's racist? Y'all don't see how that's racist? That don't seem suspicious like the great Dr. Umar said? That don't seem suspicious? Y'all didn't clock that as racist? Y'all were just like, oh. Y'all just watching the show with your eyes shut. TV off. Because <laughs> you're not watching the show. Through booing the hell out of him, as they should. Like, damn, Izzy, everyone hates you. Even your man who's not your man hates you. So why are you here? But he doing his little wave. You look pathetic. I don't like you like that, but I need you to stand up because you look pathetic. It's not a good look for you. It's not a good look for you. You look desperate and it's sad. Crew booing him talking about how is he still alive? Nasty. I laughed, but it's nasty. Like, damn, they hate you, everyone. Ed's like, yo, he sold us out. Like, he picked up on it. And y'all still get on Twitter, cesspool, and Tumblr, degenerate site. I say that like I'm not on it. But anyway, not the point. Y'all get on there with your think pieces. I'm doing quotes around think pieces. You can't see it, but imagine me doing quotes. Y'all fix your keyboards or typewriters. I don't know what y'all typing on. To say, oh, actually, Izzy didn't mean for both of them to get captured. He was actually trying to save Ed. Saving someone that does not want to be saved is not saving. Helping someone that does not want to be helped is not helping. You're just being a nuisance and a loser and ignoring their autonomy, which Izzy constantly does time and time and time again. Ed don't know how to think for himself, how to survive without him, knows what's best for him. Like, that don't scream racist to y'all or y'all like, oh, he too fine, so I ignored. He ain't even cute though, that's the thing. So it's like, maybe if he was hotter i would understand but like he ugly sorry but he is so it's because he's white like that's the reason we all know it we all know it and that's okay it's not okay but like admit it you know stand 10 toes down in it if you're gonna stand in it this is like order order in the court and then he gets a steed he's like for the wanton murder of my brother anyway was not a murder very unserious man as he's gonna be put down and everyone's like, damn, that's so crazy. And Ed is now freaking out as his man's about to die. You know, he's distraught, obviously. Izzy, we don't fucking think. But Steed has crippling self-guilt and low self-esteem and a misplaced guilt in himself. And he's like, no, I deserve this. You know, a man's got to face up for the things he's done and the people he's hurt in life. Yes, you've hurt your family, but you don't need to be put down for it. You know, you just need to apologize. And he didn't kill Nigel, not really. You were just there when he died, like Oluwande said. It's never that deep. But life goes on, I guess. For him, it is that deep. And he thinks he needs to be put down. That switches up so quick, like, so, so very quick. 
when they show you the guns like ready aim fire and he's like oh shit you know like he didn't think that through he's like damn i'm actually gonna die z not knowing how to read a room or be serious for a second has the nerve to come up to ed and try to talk to him he gets socked in the face rightfully so guess what everyone clapped <laughs> like y'all know that post they're like oh i did this in public and then everyone clapped that's what it was like that's literally what it was everyone clapped everyone's like oh yeah yeah nice nice punch ivan like oh you did good captain Frenchie's like yeah you got him Frenchie a number one instigator and i respect him for it i love him for it he's just like me we're twin him but yeah izzy's like yep i deserve that yeah you did he didn't need you to tell him that white man but yeah you did deserve it and steed's about to be killed and this man is talking in his ear please shut up be of use once shut that mouth shut up please i beg yes it is that serious yes it is that serious because this man be pissing me off like i'm laughing but it's not funny he pisses me off he's funny at times at times i mean like the one to two times when he's being nasty to steed but not funny haha funny weird <laughs> you know <laughs> like that man is wicked talking about oh when you made me first mate you know you said above all is loyalty to your captain this that he gave him the whole speech no one cares write it in the diary like everyone else i beg now some people take ed's freaking out and not looking at him as oh he ain't listening you know he focusing on his man and he is focusing on his man but he is taking in what izzy says he's better than me because i would zone that man out so quick you don't even know i'd zone him out i'd be like damn i went deaf in one ear but no it's just me zoning him out that well but no ed's classy you know he rises above that he's listening because he's like damn you know he right above all else is loyalty to your captain co-captain you know his man steed and so right as steed's about to be shot to the skies don't know why they needed that many guns i think one to the head would suffice but i guess back then they wanted you to suffer for your crimes i don't know it seems nasty we get the famous cultural reset scene of ed screaming act of grace and as he's like no no we don't care shut up tiny man but yeah ed's like act of grace act of grace and steve's like what and they're like say it say act of grace and he's like what he said i hate that man so much but i love him too steve believe it or not is one of my favorite characters he's number three i think even though i talk crazy shit about him i like him i do like him because you know i see growth in him not in this season no certainly not i mean there's a little bit you know we get a little arcs few by arcs i mean like one to two episodes of him learning how to climb the ladder you know stuff like that but i believe season two he can be in his self-realization arc him and ed because lord knows they need some growing to do separately before they come together we're not there though so back to this episode everyone's like say act of grace and he's like yeah what he said and he's like what's the act of grace and we get a scene of the king george is it king george i think it was king george at the time that was king yeah king george talking about oh what should it be act of grace act of kindness coming up with the name and he's like yeah act of grace and we find out the act of grace is something that pirates would do to not get killed they dedicate 10 years to the crown is that what they call it yeah the crown the majesty whatever they call it back in the day so that they don't get killed and you know he says act of grace but chauncey he's like damn you want to go to war for the king and Ed's like we'd rather eat our own faces so real he's so real for that because yeah but yeah and chauncey's like mm, too bad because steed's not a real pirate so fuck you he's from my world he's ready to get him shot again he's like raise your rifles but lucius and the crew are like they came packed like they came ready ready to go they're so real real recognizes real and 
they're all familiar lucius reads their first um what the hell is that called raid there we go that was the first episode of them raiding the tiny little boat barely a raid but of course you know it's hyped up in the book so they're like damn that works and he says that they took a prize of vegetation for themselves in oluwande the trooper i love him so much should be captain next season he better be captain next season or y'all anti-black yeah he shows the vegetation which is the plant and now it's fully grown representing the crew you know we're finally a family found family i eat it up i do eat it up every time i bash on it but i'm a sucker for it i'm gonna eat it up every time crew has grown and steed has grown and so has the plant and they're all like yeah he's a real pirate and steed looks so happy i hate that i like seeing this white man happy i hate this show for that you got me being happy for a white man i don't like that at all of course the two hostages are like damn that settles it i guess but chauncey's like what the fuck are you talking about a plant in the drawing that settles nothing and they're like dude think of the bigger picture you know we got blackbeard here denouncing piracy a huge deal we'll be dining with the king and ed's face is like damn like i'm really doing this it's so sick and it is so sick not because he's renouncing piracy because these racist ass white folks are gonna be like damn you know we got the brown man to give up piracy you know the big bad black beard caricature stereotypes racism and ed knows what this will mean for him but you know he loves steed so he still wants to give up piracy for him but nasty ass johnsy's like why would you do that for this pathetic little man which let's not go there okay he's a pathetic little man but you know that's not for you to say so back off steed i love him but he don't know how to act he's like oh you know i think it's because of my people positive management style Chauncey does not like that because he whips out his blade they're like damn you know it's never that deep even his own people are like yo it's like never that deep you gotta calm down like we'll be forced to take measures against you and he's like against me they're the pirates and they're like calm down dude like it's never that deep because it's really not you're doing all this boo i mean i'm gonna try to not sympathize with him i can understand where he's going from take that with a grain of salt like i'm talking about one salt rock that's how tiny the grain of salt is he thinks he killed his brother but your brother was an asshole and a racist but i guess that doesn't matter because you know, that was still his brother so he cared about him i'm guessing since he's doing all this boo-ha-ha but still like let's have some decorum some class you grew up in high society let's be serious for a second and steed ever a classy man he's like you know chauncey when we get a bit angry you know what we like to do we talk it through and the whole crew says as a crew when i tell you i nearly cried that's the first time i nearly cried in this show you say courtney what about when they split up all that blah 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 nope 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 this is when i truly cried because wow like this is really a family they love each other and steed looks so happy that they said it. he's like yeah that's right and yeah i nearly cried too i got choked up a little bit a wee bit and chance is like i see what's going on that man i always forget his name it's rory something rory i know it starts with a k but him yeah he acting overtime because he playing two people and he acting down in both of them yeah should have gotten that emmy i don't like giving white men emmys though so maybe not should have gotten the nomination there we go should have gotten the nomination I would have accepted that like i see what's going on we've somehow ended up in backwards land and frenchie's face he having a ball he's like yeah he's trying not to laugh so hard he's just like me because i too love seeing white people act a fool it's very funny it's a funny sight like he's never that serious and you're freaking out i mean it up 
the other officers obviously tackle him because he starts getting aggressive. And the crew's like, yeah, get him, get him. Steed, he classy, he classy because he's like, damn, poor bugger. Don't feel bad for him. He almost had you killed. But class is a virtue and he has class sometimes. Next scene we get is the signing and they're looking at the document and they're like, damn, look at that. The different size fonts, you know, tiny. That's where the tricks are. And it's big. And then they flip the page. They're like, ooh, two pages. <laughs> Reese and Taika, their chemistry, they don't teach that in the acting schools anymore. Like, they don't teach it. It's not made. Like, you just got actors out here looking hot. And that's it. Can't act. You just hot. Like, girl, you a model. Like, I'm sorry. Why are you an actor? You have no chemistry with no one you work with. You can't act. You just pretty. Just pretty in vibes. They put two pretty people together and they're like, there you go, that's your couple. But they can't act and the chemistry is not there. So, Reese and Taika have chemistry though. They eat every scene they're in together up. And the way they bounce off each other with the improv, yeah. Yeah, smells like an Emmy. Well, it smelled like an Emmy. They should have gotten that Emmy. But, you know, bigotry, racism, all of it. Sour, nasty. Steve's like, yo, we'll need a minute to look this up, you know look at the tiny details and stuff so we don't get trapped in this we gotta check out all the information but of course they're like no nah, no need you know it just says that you'll give up life of piracy to work for the crown for 10 years and steve's like 10 human years and i love that so much because these men are old i'm guessing at least because the gravestone is very different when you add it up you're like this man's supposed to be 29 so i don't know who was in charge of those gravestones or the birthdays because y'all should have changed up the years and the dates. Because, I mean, y'all had people celebrating the white colonizer, racist slave owner's birthday on Twitter.com. Not surprised that place is a cesspool. Celebrating that man's birthday. Y'all should have changed it up. And let me go farther back. Y'all should not have kept the name the same. But white people don't listen. You know, you want to keep the name the same. So the least you could have done is change the birthdays. I really hope that was just like negligence. Because negligence is nasty, but like at least it's like it slipped your mind, you know, you didn't intend it. But if you did, or maybe you're just dumb. Are you dumb or is it negligence? Neither is good. It better be one of them, though. Sorry, I got a little heated because white people don't know how to act. They're like, yo, we could still take you outside and shoot you in the face. And Steve's like, no, there's no need for that. He signs it. And they tell him, though, you know, it's only valid if Edward signs it, too. And Steve looks at him and he's like, yo, you don't have to. But, dude, you're going to get put down. And he likes you, so, you know, he don't want that. But Ed's like, yeah, I know I don't. And he's about to sign it. And guess whose voice we hear? Creaky, creaky voice sounding like you got a lollipop stuck in your throat. Izzy talking about, you don't have to sign it. Oh, you really want to lick the king's boots. You're the one that got it all slobbered, soaking wet that he had to switch up to the other boot. Please be serious followed them all the way there just to spew nastiness bullshit in his ears Ooh, ooh! i say ooh! he pisses me off something serious ed is not listening to that troll man thank god he signs it and steed i don't know if he's trying to like lighten the mood or if he's just that in serious he's like we'll need copies of this they probably did get him the copies because you know he's white and rich even though he became a pirate recently they still treat him like a gentleman you know with respect the scene fades out and fades back into a sign that says Privateering Academy for Wayward Seamen. It took a lot of me not to laugh as I was saying that out loud. I love this show so much. I can't stand it, but I love it because it's so unserious but serious at the same time. Like, how are you having, like, deep, 
impactful thoughts about you know violence and like how the oppressors are violent but when those that are oppressed fight back you know they're also called violent and what do we as a society see as violent you know all those impactful stuff and in the same breath you making pp jokes and semen jokes please be serious i say that like i didn't cackle i cackle every time every time i see that sign i die of laughter like i literally turn into a middle school boy it's not funny but it is steed and ed are in line for the privateering academy for a wayward seaman to get their clothes and steed's like yo how are we gonna get out of here and ed is just taking it easy you know but steed's killing his vibe he's like um i don't know you know let's just see how everything goes you know and when he gets to the dude he's like edward teach born on a beach i am down atrocious i fear because guess what i giggled i giggled so hard you know i'm like when i stop giggling i'm like girl it's not that funny it's because this fine ass man is saying it and it is and guess what i'm not ashamed of that i'm not he's fine i laugh at his corny jokes that's okay steve does the same probably i can't do it feels anti-black i don't know and they give him the clothes and he sees soap he's like oh yo they got soap and the way steve smells back at him he loves him he loves him david jenkins if you're listening he's probably not but if you are i got a bone to pick with you why the fuck are you on twitter.com talking about oh ed eats soap what the hell are you on why would you admit to that deny 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 negro now do i blame him for answering that question yes and no because why would you ask him someone asked him yo is it canon that ed eats soap and he was like um i think it's canon i don't know ask taika you dumb fuck why would you answer that question why are you not typing up a script i can't stand you we can never win never 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 i keep going off topic i'm so sorry but it had to be said also this is my podcast if you got a problem with it don't listen it's really that simple anyway back to it steed is up next and he's like bonnet steed his cadence reese's cadence the way he says stuff yeah yeah he's an actor he's an actor actor he's acting and i really get what david jenkins said when he's like no one else could play steed because yeah if anyone else played steed i'm like this is just another racist condescending asshole douchebag having a midlife crisis but with steed it's like he's all those things but he's charming you know and i think it's because he's played by reese no it's definitely because he's played by reese because anyone else like this is a nasty nasty little man the man writing down his name tells him he's dead and has been dead for a couple months and steve's like damn he's like maybe that's another you know steed bonnet it's a common name no it's not this man is very unserious but i think that's one of his strong points unlike some people israel he's like wife mary bonnet and we get a quick cut to her face and it's like dead quiet i knew things were gonna go to shit there i knew it i knew it i can smell a disaster coming from a mile away especially in a couple that's like 10 seconds away from being canon yeah i can smell it i can smell it like a hound dog and steed's face drops he's like damn yeah and the dude does not give a shit because he's just like next wow nasty 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 but what do we expect not much i'm not shocked because that man is not getting paid to listen to you so yeah we actually do get a flashback this time of mary it's that flashback of her telling steed she don't want the boat from episode four on their anniversary and she's like i hate the ocean you know i don't want to boat steed all that stuff and he's thinking he's like damn did she say that i'm dead 
because she hates me out of spite or did she truly think I'm dead? And he's doing all this thinking out loud. And then he looks down to talk to Ed and screams in the poor man's face. He's sick. He's sick. He's sick. And you know why he screams? Because Ed has no beard. You know what? I did scream the first time. I did. So I'm not even going to judge him that badly. But yes, I will. Actually, I will. Because you are a white man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I'm bringing race into it. Stay mad. He did not have to scream in that poor man's face. Was I shocked? <laughs> yes, it took me out. It took me out. I was like, damn. But it was still nasty. It was a nasty thing to do. And Ed still kissed him like five minutes later. Not five minutes. It looks like it's been an hour. He kissed him still. After that man just screamed in your face after seeing you with no beard. He's got a lot of balls. I'll give him that because I would not. I would not. He just screamed after seeing you with a new hairstyle, a new do, a new look, a new color. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i had to do the rest but yeah he just screamed in your face and you still kissed him ed didn't take it too personally though he's like damn what happened to your face he's like oh yeah you know regulation they told me to cut the beard the beard had to go racism racist it definitely was racially motivated it was racially motivated convince me otherwise you can't and he's like, damn, you can't be black without your black beard. And Ed obviously looks irritated because please be fucking serious for a second. I beg you, Steed, read the room. Read it! But Ed's like, yo, my beard hasn't been black for a minute. It was like gray beard, salt and pepper beard, which I knew he was going to say that. But he's like, you know, now it's just no beard. And there's nothing wrong with that. And Steed's like, oh, you've kept the clippings to make fake heads. What the fuck? I'm <laughs> sorry, that makes no damn sense. <laughs> like it don't make a lick of sense what are you talking about i would have laughed in his face but ed is a classy gentleman he's just like no and he's like you gotta give it up dude like we got caught and that's the end of it you know i'm folding socks and i'm fine with that and steed is obviously having a crisis about this you know he's like damn i ruined this man's life too and ed is just shooting the shit vibing he's like you want me to fold your socks and steed walks away and then he runs away like, you're not even out of vision yet. I, like, at least wait till you're out the door. Because Ed saw him run away. He don't be thinking shit through. Like, I'm noticing that. He really don't. We get to see what life on the boat is like currently. And guess what? It's shit. Because guess what? Guess who's in charge? Guess why it's shit? Guess why? You guessed correctly. Izzy. Why the fuck they put him in charge? I will never know. Because there's nine of you? Y'all could have jumped him. I would have jumped him. Like, all we need is one person to lead the jumping. And then we can all follow through. Because you get one person jumping you. Everyone's going to be like, oh, tag team. We could tag team, you know, all jump him at once. What Take turns. Like, it don't matter as long as he gets jumped. But no one did a jumping. No one's about it, I guess. Izzy is making Ivan and Fang stand next to him and salt his food. Racism. There are so many acts of racism in this scene alone. Y'all can't look me in the eye and be dead ass serious and say that Izzy is not racist. Maybe he wasn't written to be racist, which the white people said that, so I'm not going to listen to them. You know, y'all are whites. What do you know about racism? You don't know if he was or wasn't. But even if he really wasn't written to be racist, that doesn't take away the racist implications of a lot of the stuff he does. You know what I mean? Implicit bias, which he has and everyone does. He is a white man growing up in a white society. Even if he grew up poor, he still grew up white. You know what I mean? And you live in a racist society. Society shapes your views society shapes your implicit biases society being racist means that your implicit biases are racist there we go so the stuff he does is racist like this isn't quantum physics like it's one plus two equals three 
not one x pi to the square root of the 18th power like y'all are trying to make it out to be steed has implicit bias too he grew up in like the pinnacle of racist society he was at the high high class with slaves and all that shit so you know he's got some implicit biases that are racist look what he did to oluwande frenchy and roach in episode one making them be the servants and cooks racism maybe he didn't pick up on it being racist because you know one he's so used to that and two he was too busy trying to reinvent his trauma but it was still racist even if he didn't mean for it to be like that him using an anti-black slur david jenkins and white crew i am in your walls because i don't know who let that pass if it was Alyssa that wrote it then okay i got no beef with you girl but you could have done a better job you know making sure that it seemed racist like yeah this is a racist thing it's a slur but if it was the white man that was in the writer's room writing that script Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Bad. But yeah, just like that, you know, you could do racist actions and not know it's racist. No, that doesn't automatically make you racist. But if you were a repeated offender, Negro, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's not a chicken, you know? Yeah, that's my little tangent. Anyway, back to it. He's making these poor men, the men of color, do all the work. He's making Ivan and Fang salt his food. Nasty little man talking about oh you know you could live great on this ship as ivan and fang can attest to and ivan is looking like <clears throat> i don't know what you're talking about but that's not true he's side-eyeing him and he's like oh needs more salt and he is making only the black men do the hard labor now 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 some people are like maybe it was an accidental thing you know like the writers didn't pick up on that or did they mean to i don't know i don't know see what happens you wrote yourself into a corner with your shit saying that izzy isn't racist should have just said yeah he is because now i'm looking at you like why would you write that what happened to the people of color on the crew what happened to the black people on the crew they didn't say hey this was racist or did they feel unsafe to say it was racist what's going on you see how all these questions are popping up yeah yeah i'm looking at you i'm looking at you sideways he's like oh if you don't act up because that's basically what he's saying he said act correct and you could have a great life aboard izzy's revenge we john cracks up because you sound so unserious and he tells him that he says izzy's revenge sounds like you know you got tummy troubles and everyone laughs at this because yeah it do and he's like oh yeah well fuck you how about no rations for a week how will your intestines look then and it's never that deep he's like those kids you know y'all are doing roasting and then you say one thing about them even though they begged you to be in the roasting and they're like yeah well your mom's dead it's like okay <laughs> you took it too far one two no one wanted to include you but you begged to and three it's never that deep it just really isn't obviously everyone stops laughing because they're like damn it's never that deep and he's like yeah that's what i thought you didn't win shit people are just like we gotta get rid of this man the next scene we get though is happy to an extent we win and we lose we win and then we lose not even that long after steed is once again imagining mary you know he's getting that flashback he's like damn she said i was dead you know he's thinking of that scene again of her saying that she didn't want the boat going through it kicking himself in the ass please gain some self-respect and self-esteem some dignity the woe is me is giving very much loser like i'm sorry about your trauma and all that but you can't like redo the past you know you got to keep moving forward make up for the things you've done and keep going because you calling yourself stupid doing all this that it's just giving pathetic 
you don't want to be like Izzy because that's who's really pathetic. You don't want to be like Izzy at all. So don't do that. Yeah. Ed shows up. He's like, yo, what's up? What's going on? And he is so real. They're so adorable. He tells him the fake heads idea wasn't that bad. And that smile he does. Ooh, I'd risk it all. I'd risk it all. I would. I would. I would. Steed, you are so stupid. You just left that man. You dumb fuck. Would never. Ed, baby girl, I'd treat you right. I would. I would. And Steve's like, no, it's a dumb idea. It's stupid. And then he says it again. Attention whore. I'm sorry. It's never that deep. He's like, I've only got stupid ideas. Like saying it louder this time. I'm going to be like, no. But Ed's like, shut up. Like, you're so unserious. Their friendship, like their chemistry as friends is amazing. Electric through the roof. I am a firm believer that all couples should be good friends. Not, I'm not talking about real couples. I don't give a shit if y'all are friends or not. I mean, you should want to be friends with someone you're dating, right? Because if you don't like them as a friend, why would you want to date them? That's off topic. But I'm talking about ships in shows. Like, if they aren't good as friends, great, amazing as friends. Like, if they wouldn't work as friends, only as a couple, I don't think it'll work. Now you say, Courtney, you're an avid friends to lovers stand. Like, you were best friends to lovers stand, childhood friends to lovers stand, all the friends to lovers. Yeah, but I'm right. Steed and Ed, you know, they got it. They got the it factor. You're like, what's the it factor? chemistry good as friends and it's just chemistry and good as friends i don't know why i tried to make up a third thing it's chemistry and good as friends and they're great as friends their chemistry is through the roof so there we go they work and ed telling him to shut up you know it's like when your friends talking bad about themselves and like you're always telling them oh no that's not true that's not true bestie oh bestie you're hot you know bestie you're so smart don't but like sometimes you're just like shut up like not like derogatory shut the fuck up but like shut up like in a teasing way like girl you are so unserious you know that's not true and you know i'm gonna be like no that's not true steve's like damn how are you handling this so well and it's like you know it feels good to get a load off you know to just be me to find out who i am all that stuff i don't want to go back to the old days of drinking all day foreshadowing and making turtles fight crabs and cutting off some dude's toe for a laugh foreshadowing they gave us the red flags they said here's the red flags we're waving it it's red as hell like it is so red it's so red that it's a laser pointer not a laser pointer what's a darker red it's like crimson red it's like blood that's how red it is but brighter imagine if the blood had glitter in it <laughs> what am i talking about i don't know but it's like waving red flags it's like a stoplight mixed with blood mixed with, it's all the reds very bright though turned up to the max foreshadowing what's to come and steve's like yuck where's the laugh in that listen my god damn i'm sorry it's never that deep it's really not anyway it's like that's the point you know i don't want to go back to those old days you know i just want to do what makes ed happy and he says what makes ed happy now let me set the scene let me set the scene because we're about to get real deep and emotional here the song doesn't start playing yet but it's about to he tells him these past few days weeks have been the most fun i've ever had now duke if you're listening to this I know you were talking about how it's only been a couple of weeks, but I refuse to accept that it's only been one month and this man is already this down atrocious for him, especially for a white man. So I put together that it has been a few months because the show starts in June, correct? Because they're like June the 3rd. That's when they started raining the vessel, all of that. And Izzy, when they meet Izzy, it's probably like late June, early July because by episode three, yeah, episode three, because that's when the gentleman pirate, you know, his amazing amazing to die for white fit and he meets izzy again 
and Izzy tells him that his boss is looking for him. And we find out he's been following him for one to two months, I think, in episode four. And so they meet after one to two months. You know, it's been maybe three months. Yeah, three months since the show started. And then they're together again for another one to two months. So yeah, it's giving summer romance. After all this, he tells him, he's like, well, I reckon, you know, what makes Ed happy is you. And when I tell you I died and then their song started playing in the background, Steve's like, well, that's... And then he gets cut off because that man puts his lips on his lips. I squealed so hard. I said, it's happening. We won. We really did it. Like, got a confession. We got a kiss too. And their theme song playing in the background. By the way, fun fact. Yes, I counted. This is the fourth time their theme song plays. And that proves my theory that their theme song plays whenever there's something important or there's a shift in their relationship. I always win. I am so smart. That's so crazy. Like, my brain is so huge. He kisses him. Steed is kind of into it. I'm not saying he's like, repulsed. You know, he's not into it. He a dead fish like those K-drama kisses. No, but he's like, you know, shocked. But he like into it. You know, he doing a little moan. And it's a quick kiss. It's not like two seconds. But like, it's like at most 10 seconds I'd give it. Not 10. Let me be fair. 15. But it's a cute, nice, soft kiss, you know, for their first kiss. And he's like, you make Steed happy. When I tell you I nearly sobbed, I didn't because I didn't cry. I barely cried in this show. I cried. I didn't even cry then. Damn. David Jenkins and crew, step it up. Make me cry next season. That's not... I'm kidding. Please don't. Ed's like, damn, maybe we could start over, get away, reset. And she's like, I thought you said we couldn't get away. And Ed smirk at him. Yeah, I ate it up. I ate it up. He said, there's always another way. He tells them they could get away, you know, not even go back to the boat, like farther, go to China. New names, new everything. And she's like, damn, China, that seems a bit far, don't you think? And Ed's like, yeah, but that's the point. You know, our old lives would be gone. We could start fresh, new. What do you say? And Steve thinks back to Mary, telling them they only have one life to live. So they got to live in. He's like, okay, sure. And Ed... He gets so happy and excited. My heart grew three sizes that day. He's like, yo, you for real? Yes? And she's like, mm-hmm. I nearly cried from happiness. I'm like, yeah, it's happening. I knew it wasn't going to happen, though. But I was very excited because Ed was excited. He's like, yes, okay, it's happening. And he tells him, you know, I'll take care of everything because he didn't want him to worry. And I'm about to make myself cry. I hate this show so much. David Jenkins, I know you wrote this episode. I'm inside your walls because I got a bone to pick with you. You piss me off. Why'd you got to make me sad, huh? Why you got to do all this? Oh, we're going to be happy, do la la, and then fuck it up. I can't stand you. Mm-mm-mm. I got a bone to pick with you. Ed tells him, I'll take care of everything. You pick out names, cool ones. That's how I know his view of the men that he likes is skewed. Because one, you like Calico Jack. You messed with Calico Jack. That's already a negative 10 in my book. And then Steve, that's negative 50. You say, Courtney, how is that worse? Trust me, it is. It is. But you trust Steed to pick out cool names? Okay, okay, okay. So you really like him. Like, you love him. You're in love with him. Because mm, it's bad for you. Steed picking out cool names. His perception is skewed. The setting? I haven't talked about the setting. The setting in this is so beautiful. The green. I don't know if that was actually shot on location. Or if that was like some CGI green screen type shit. Because I'm not a film major and an artsy person. I don't know. But it looks so good and so beautiful. And that's a perfect backdrop for them to have their first kiss. I ate it up. 
is still sitting there after Ed leaves. And then we cut back to the ship. And they're like, okay, that's nine for mutiny. The crew's in a room. It looks like the boiler room, I think. I don't know where that is. But they're in a tiny room. And they're like, that's nine for mutiny and zero against. And you're like, damn, I only see seven folks. But then is like, you sure you guys want to do this? And they're like, yes, totally, no doubt. And it's Ivan and Fang. Because, of course, that man is a terrorist. He treats them like shit. They're like, yeah. And... <laughs> I love Fang so much. He's like, oh, I heard Brown Peter talking to Izzy earlier about being first mate. Never. Disaster. I love the New Zealand accent, especially on Fang. I eat it up. Like, no offense, Lucius, but Lucius is like, nah, I love him, but, you know, leadership isn't his strong suit. So they all agree, and like, we need someone to be captain. Old one is like, oh, it's got to be someone with the crew's best interests at heart. You know, they're not selfish, all this stuff. And they're all like, it's you. He's like, no, I'm taking myself out of the running. But they all vote for him anyway, per. We get Captain Oluwande next season. That's not me asking. That's a demand. We better. We better. I'm so serious. I don't want Steve to be captain right off the bat at all. Like, let Oluwande be captain. Please, please, I beg, I beg. Anyway, back at the bunks of the privateering academy for wayward seaman is up and he's telling steve the plan he's like that dude over there is gonna wake you up in like an hour i think he said or 30 minutes one of them he's very visibly freaking out but i don't know if ed's picking up on it or if he is he's like he's fine it's just jitters and he's like okay just saying okay to everything and then it's like okay bye i'll see you later and so he's like where are you going he's like well i'm gonna go mug a guy for a dinghy i love him so much he looks so happy and proud when he says that i know he was like skipping on his way to go mug a guy we can never be happy not even for a second because guess who gets woken up not by the man but with a gun in his face steed gets woken up with a gun in his face by that damn bald man that man takes him out into the jungle woods i don't know where they are it's the jungle because they're in the caribbean still i'm pretty sure and he's like oh i've been thinking and drinking and i've come to a conclusion that you're a monster nasty 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 and steed he's visibly very about to cry but he's a classy man he's kind i'll give him that he can have empathy sometimes tells him yo calm down just breathe you know but nope this man reads him to filth and i don't mean read him to filth positive i meant read him to filth derogatory as in it's not really reading him to filth he's just being nasty he's like you're a monster a plague you ruined your family you ruined my brother your brother was a piece of shit but okay there was a sneak <laughs> the brother was a sneak he snuck him in there like we wouldn't notice we did and then he tells him you even ruined history's greatest pirate steve definitely took that one to heart he took his family to heart but he took that one to heart because it's more recent you know he in love with him and all that and he tells him he needs to be put down basically and steve's like you know what you're right i completely agree please be serious for once please be serious i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i know he's struggling i know he's struggling with like self-doubt all that depression guilt whatnot whatever else he's struggling with but negro please be serious for a second please i beg no more pitying no more pitying dust off your pants you know fix things instead of just crying and being like oh boohoo i ruin everyone but then not thinking when you just up and leave and chauncey's like well fuck you god's perfect little rich boy you are all talk you're full of shit your reign of terror and snipe and this man trips and shoots himself in the face when i tell you i screamed the first time i saw that i y'all are sick for that why would you do that that's so nasty david you're sick you're an amazing writer but you're sick 
that was so crazy and steed obviously screams because oh my god what the fuck that dude just blew his brains out in front of me and then because we can't be happy some more part two electric boogaloo we cut to ed going to the dock he's like steed you know trying to find him but nope and so he sits there because he's like maybe i'm early i'm guessing that's what he's thinking his train of thought and i don't know if it was david or who voiced this opinion to have the sky go from obviously nighttime to about dusk is that it or is it dawn the time where the sun rises <laughs> my god girl learn your times yeah i don't know whose idea that was or if that was a group of people's idea whoever that was fuck you because how dare you showing that man standing there waiting his face going from oh he'll come to mad pissed as he rose away i'm not even upset that he left him people doing all this booha on twitter.com cesspool and tumblr.org losers talking about oh why didn't he check i wish they taught intersectionality in the schools because you bitches are so dumb i should not have to get on twitter.com and explain to y'all all the time why a brown man would be thinking that the white man who is rich mind you and left his wife and kids to become a pirate wouldn't leave him like do i really have to break it down and explain to y'all do i really the brown man that grew up poor and had to work his way up from nothing and this is the first time he's been in love and someone has loved him back for him do i really have to break that down and explain to you all i hope i don't i pray y'all aren't that dumb because most y'all are pushing 40 because y'all be on twitter.com talking about oh my god kids are ruining our flag means death it's all for adults and you grown asses still don't know shit about the show you watching a show you don't understand shit that's going on please be serious anyway ed rightfully pissed is rowing away because steve's not coming it's about to be sunrise and his face ooh, taika needed that emmy not needed but he deserved that emmy y'all should have given him that emmy or at least the emmy nomination because goddamn he acting down What's the brother got to do around here to get an Emmy? Like, come on. We get that dreadful, god-awful song with the piano and the whole just the perfect day. Fuck you, David. I'm sorry, that was out of pocket, but also very much in pocket. You know what you did. The crew are about to overthrow Izzy. They're about to throw him overboard, finally. And I love, I don't know if this was a decision that they made or not. Because I don't want to give y'all much since you said you didn't mean for Izzy to be written as racist. Like, he's not written that way. So I don't want to give you niggas shit um but the men of color being the ones to toss izzy overboard overthrowing the white society white supremacy colonial powers yeah that was a serve yeah it was a serve and izzy trying to oh wait 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 maybe we could talk things over you know part of good leadership is restraint nigga you got tossed over you got mutinied a second third day because they haven't been gone that long i know they haven't time in our flag means death is very skewed it's been at max and this is me being nice five days i know it's only been like three days since you've been captain and you're already getting thrown overboard you're already getting mutinied you don't be giving me advice don't be giving me advice don't be giving me advice don't make me laugh i'll cackle in your face oluwande is a classy man so he's not going to but i would i would laugh in your face black pete is like yo i never fully accepted the role of first mate but i fully endorse this mutiny he's very unserious i love him though i do like one two about to throw him overboard and stupid black pete has to open his fucking mouth my god i love black pete but he pissed me off here because he sees ed climbing on board and he tells him to stop 
and is just like, Izzy, I'll have tea in my room. You know how powerful of a man and how demanding of respect you have to be just walking into a room? He saw him about to get thrown overboard and he's just like, Izzy, I'll have tea in my room. He's not even like, yo, put him down. Because you don't have to. He don't have to do all that yelling and boo-ha-ha to have respect, Izzy. Which he wants that kind of respect and he thinks he gets it by beating up on people and yelling all the time. But like, everyone's just annoyed with you and pissed off at you. No one respects you though. Not for real. But yeah. Ed saying I'll have tea in my room. I think that confirms my theory slash headcanon that he's definitely been sleeping in Steve's room. I think he's been sleeping on the couch. Say Courtney he could just want to be close to his man you know wear his clothes and all that eat the marmalade which yeah he was doing that but I think they were sleeping in the same room since they're co-captains and all. It's either they were sleeping in the same room or Ed was sleeping in the room that Izzy was sleeping in in episode 10. It's one of them. But yeah, he walks to Steed's room and Roach is like, damn, what happened to his beard? And everyone's shocked, like, yo, where's Steed? What happened to you? All that. In that damn song still playing in the background, Steed walked back home. You know he dissociated something serious or adrenaline was pumping. It was both. And he opens the door and he's like, darling, I'm home. And Mary's cup is shaking. I knew she was sick. I'm like, nigga, she do not want you home. I knew she didn't want him home. And I was right. Look at me. I'm a prophet. This episode was amazing, spectacular. 10 out of 10. I would give you a 9 out of 10 because I'm petty and I don't like that you split them up right as they got together. But I'm a classy girl, you know. I'm not petty all the time. Also, I'm so sorry it took almost two months to get this out because I had recorded it, but my phone was acting junky, voice memos specifically, and Apple is taking their sweet damn time to fix the problem. So I just decided to do it again. And by decided, I mean my sister called me and she said, yo, pump it out already. And so I did. It's like 1 a.m. I'm finally finishing this. But yay, we did it, Joe. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Please tune in next time for episode 10, where I talk about the final episode. And I scream, cry, and talk about how awful Izzy is. Again. And Steed. Steed's gonna get his lashes too. Oh, before I forget, go follow me on Twitter. At Mrs. Teach. Yeah. All capital. M-R-S-T-3-A-C-H. You know, tell me you liked it. Recommend this to your friends. Obviously, hype me up. Talk about how hilarious I am, how big-brained I am. And if you agreed with some of the stuff I said, if you don't, this will be on Spotify and RSS. And thank you for listening, wherever you're listening, on one of them. Bye!